He ministered yesterday in our youth rally, and what a wonderful time of ministry that was. Amen. I'm going to bring him up in just a moment, let him minister to us again, but I just, I want to share something with you. I felt the Lord, I was, as we were singing here and, and praising and worshiping the Lord, uh, some words came to me, and I think they were from the Lord, so I said them out loud. I said, Lord, nothing you do today would surprise me. Nothing he does. I mean, we, we hear awesome stories and thank God for all these wonderful testimonies. Because the once the Lord works and starts working in your life, there's no limit to how awesome and how good he can do and how, how the details that he would go through to orchestrate things in your life. I just want to share this quick little story. I'm going to have to read a bit, so I want you to, to uh, bear with me as I read this. But let me give you just a little bit of background. So if you don't know, I've got uh, a brother and some cousins on my dad's side of the family. There's seven of us. We're all, uh, we're all ministers, and we share a group text. And occasionally, um, believe it or not, every now and then it's a serious message that happens in those group texts. Mo most of the time, it's like well, we won't go there. But, but so one of my cousins, he, he's, he's one of those that pastors down in, in Dallas. And he shared, he asked a question. He just kind of posed it to us. He said, hey, I'm sure at least one of you guys knows the details of this story. I'm wanting to, to, to uh, mention it on Sunday. I felt the Lord, I, he, he said, I heard this back when I was just a child. But the Lord brought it back to my mind. And I'm hoping I can clear up some of the details about it. Wasn't there something like, uh, an, an evangelist a long, long time ago that went out and preached in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, you know, he, he, what, what was it? He, somebody heard him and it, it helped change their life or whatever. And I'm thinking, I know I've heard that story. I know some of the details. It's kind of vague. But my, my oldest cousin, Philip, he reached out to one of the elder ministers that he knows and says, hey, I'm, I'm sure you know this. Tell us what's the story. Now, I, I, it's just real quick, but I'm going to read this to you. That was years ago. His name was Matt Holland. He was an old gentleman when I was in my 20s. I'm 65 now. He hitchhiked everywhere he preached, basically. I didn't get the story direct from him, but basically here it is. The Lord told him to go out west and preach for such and such pastor. It was either Arizona or New Mexico, I think. He was riding with a man, and all of a sudden he said, Let me out right here. They were still about 15 miles or so from his destination. There was nothing but a side road. The fellow giving him a ride had told him there was nothing there. He shouldn't get out there because they're not near the town. He said, I've got to stop here. So he got out. His ride drove away and God spoke and said, start preaching. Out here in the middle of nowhere, just the side road and 15 miles out of town, the Lord says, start preaching. He preached, and he preached to no one. He finished preaching. He thumbed a ride back into the town, and he began a revival. One night of the revival, as he started preaching, a man in the audience jumped up and screamed out, That's the voice I heard. I was going to commit suicide out there on the side of the road. I had gone out of town and crawled up inside a culvert under a side road. I was going to commit suicide where no one could find me, but I heard preaching. 
I heard someone preach that Jesus loved me and he could save me. After that man left, I crawled out of the culvert. I decided to go to church and get right with Jesus. And that's the voice that I heard that kept me from committing suicide. That happened right there in the, in the revival service. But it doesn't stop there. This is my cousin, Chad, that shared this. He said, you remember a few weeks ago we asked for that story and I spoke it into my service. Well, you know what? This is how small, he, he, he said, this is how small the world is. And I believe he, this is how good God is. Brother Matt Holland, that preacher, has got a son named Rodney. Rodney attends my church, and I didn't even know that that was him. And I said, I, I don't know anything else, but I believe Rodney needed to hear that story that day. I said, how old is Rodney? He said, little Rodney is 75. That's just how good God is. And that's why I told him, nothing you do will surprise me. Nothing you do will surprise me. Come on, he knows the details of every life. He knows, that he knows what you've been into, where you've been, how far down the road you've gone, and he is there. He's there. Hallelujah. I want us to pray. I'm going to invite Brother Costa to come and minister. Can we just pray as he's coming? Lord, I worship you. Jesus, we give you praise today. Hallelujah. Come on. Clap your hands unto God. Continue to be in this vein of worship right now. Jesus is already here. In the name of Jesus. We love you. We worship you. We stay in tune, Father, with what your spirit will say. You are a good father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for what we feel in this place. I feel like there's so many words that have, I've entered into, into this place, and um, everything is confirming everything that's God, got the word that God has put into my heart. Before I go, I just want to say I want to thank uh, Elder Flowers and um, Elder Joel and Sister Flowers and the family and Sister Schoonover and Bishop for... And Life Church Union Gap. It's good to see your beautiful faces. Being here in fellowship, we enter into another man's labor and we feel at home when we walk. You greet my wife and myself, and it's just like we're on the other side of the mountains. We're at home, we're comfortable, we love you. Amen. I have a word of, from God, and um, something pretty heavy because it's really personal. And something very recent. Um, when I heard the news, it almost like shocked me. But knowing the Lord and trusting him, I, you would just, you, you learn to call on his name in prayer. Give him strength. Give, you, give me strength, Lord. And then when you seek him in the word, this is where you get your confirmation. This is where you get your peace. This is where you get your joy. And um, earlier in the Sila service, the scripture just came to mind. Uh, Brother Timothy, God bless you. Can you pull up Second Peter and everybody open up the Bible to the, the third chapter, and we're going to start at verse 8. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day, one day, only one day, is with the Lord as a thousand years. In a thousand years as one day. 
Take not one day with the Lord as, as light as most will take it. Because it's precious, it's forever, it's eternal. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. Everybody say any. He loves every one of you, old and young, not just in this building, but everyone that is even afar off, that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Earlier this week, found out that my grandmother, she was 88 years old. Um, <clears throat> you're going to have to bear with me. Got news, I think on Tuesday, that she passed away. And she is, she's very close to me in our family because she spent the most time with us. Uh, almost as like my mother growing up. Uh, out of all my four grandparents, uh, I only knew three of them. And uh, she was the one that actually spent a lot of years here in America. And so I would grow up with her. Even my youngest brother would grow close with her. There's many pictures with him uh, sitting on her lap. But there is peace in my family right now. There is peace in my spirit. I stand here before you with the peace of God that surpasseth all understanding. Because my mother... My mother, how many know the, five, uh, the fivefold ministry? And God gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and some teachers. Mind you, we didn't grow up in the church. I, I was literally the first person in 2013 to get baptized and get the Holy Ghost and start my walk with God. And many of you know that are maybe you're still trying to find your walk with God or many of you that just have got the baptism of the Holy Ghost and you're trying, you know, your, your number one thing that you're always warring for and you're always carrying your, bringing your prayers here is about your family, isn't it? That's how God designed us to love on those that are around us. And he planted, he, he uses one, one soul to spread the word to another soul and to another and to another. That's how he works. My mother is 61 years old. My grandma was 88. I'm going to reveal my age. It's no big deal. 39. Still young. I'm, my, my, my youth think that I'm in my late 20s, but I only wish. <laughs> but I remember all of those days praying for my mother. Lord, touch her mind. Touch her heart. Lord, this joy that I feel in the Holy Ghost, f cover her with your blood as you have covered me. And slowly God would work through my siblings, my cousins. But maybe about four years ago, my mother, she, she lives in the islands. God would open up an opportunity for her to come here. She, and in times past, I would try to share the, the doctrine the word of God, baptism in the name of Jesus. You see it in the book of Acts, mother. She said, yeah, yeah, that's nice. I'm so happy, son. I'm so happy that you, you don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't do all those things. I'm happy for you. But this is what we believe in the islands. We're, we're devout Catholics. This is what we, my, my, my ancestors, my mother, 
has passed down to me. It's instilled. It's ingrained in my spirit. I can't break tradition, Jeremy, but I'm happy. I see a change in you. I see a change in my daughters, too. But for me, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable where I'm at. And for years, we'd continue to pray and pray and pray, bring our requests unto the Lord, make it known before God Almighty. And I remember the day that God would fill my mother with the Holy Ghost. What a sweet day. I have, I was just talking to my elder, and like, there's just memorable moments that you, that embark on your heart that you will never forget walking with God. And that is definitely on my top three list, remembering back when I think back in the, of the goodness of God and what he's done in my life, not just in my life, but in the people in my family and how he's impacted them. This is eternal. My mother is no evangelist. She's no prophet. She's no um, apostle. She's no pastor. But she has the Holy Ghost. She has the word of God. It's stirring up in her spirit to the point that she has the same love that would be poured out into her son and give her a burden to go back to the islands, not sent by missions or um, fundraising, but just have a burden to go reach people, to go reach the kids. She teaches there in uh, elementary schools, uh, schools. She teaches kids uh, English. And at the same time, she teaches the Word of God. And I will watch videos, and I will see kids just worship God. And I'm, and I'm thinking, Lord, you have started a work, a good work. You know, I... Uh, but earlier this week, when I found out the news, things were rushing over me. But God checked me in a moment when I would just lose, lose hope and be depressed and sad. He said, your mother baptized her in the name of Jesus. I sent her there for this short season. God's grace. He is not slacking concerning his promise. I would use this 61-year-old lady. She's not licensed. She's not, she's not, she hasn't preached a message at any church she hasn't gone to college or CLC or, or IBC, but she has a burden in her heart. She's equipped. The Holy Ghost is good enough for you to teach. If you've got the Word of God, you can go teach anybody. You can share them on the goodness of, of Jesus. My mother wanted to come so badly to our, our wedding last year, in 2000, August of 2020. And obviously, we know what happened last year and shutdowns all across the world. Airports, we actually had not one case of COVID in the little tiny islands of Chuuk. Anyone ever heard of Chuuk? Can someone raise their hands if you heard of the Chuuk Islands? Well, besides, oh, wow, Brother Dean. Little tiny islands of Chuuk in Micronesia. If you don't know it, it's like near Guam. Really tropical, very beautiful. Very third-worldish, but it is tropical. It's beautiful. If you, if I, I highly recommend if you want to come with us someday, we would gladly love to be there with you. But airport shut down, not one case. But there was a brief moment, I think two months before our wedding, and she would, the, the airport opened up. And my mother said, I'm going to come to your wedding. I'm tending to my sick mother. I don't know how much time I have left. At this time, she's not baptized yet. But I want to be there for you, son. You're the first kid out of my whole kids that are getting married. 
I love my new daughter-in-law, my future daughter-in-law, Lindsay, and I just want to be there. This is precious to me. I'm pretty sure all of you mothers would want to be there for your kid's wedding. Amen, even the fathers. But God is not limited just to one. He's omnipresent. He's everywhere. His work supersedes what we even desire. God knew how much time that my grandmother would have. Because in this season, when she decided that she wouldn't come to her son's wedding, the word of God would be enriched in her life, in my grandmother. And her eyes would start to slowly see that, wait a minute, repentance in Jesus' name, baptism. I think I, stop, stop, stop. Wait a minute, run over this with me real quick. And then my mother would text me and say, Jeremy, I baptized grandma. Is that okay? I said, it's okay. There's no licensed minister there. You've got the Holy Ghost. Now, you're, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not condoning to go out and start baptizing people. Bring them into the church. We live in a different country. We need an outward expression. Amen. Bring them into the church where your elder can baptize them. But God Almighty would stretch, would stretch out his hand from heaven into the little tiny islands where there is, it's a third world country. But he would turn back to 99 just for the one lost. He's not limited to time. He's not slacking concerning his promise. But he knew in this short window between August and just this last week that my grandmother would turn at 88 years old would finally take these scales off her eyes and say, put me under this water. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I don't know what I've been doing these 88 years, but right now time is short. Daughter, and I want you to baptize me right now and cover me with the blood. In the name of Jesus. I want us to go to one more scripture. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 8. Let's start with verse 26. And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south unto the, that way, the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. And he arose and went, and behold, a man an Ethiopia, from Ethiopia, a eunuch of great authority under Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who had the charge of all her treasure and had come to Jerusalem for to worship, was returning and sitting in his chariot, read Esaias, the prophet, the book of Isaiah. Then the spirit and said unto Philip, Go near, go near and join thyself to this chariot. Philip, just being spirit, being obedient to the spirit of God. I don't want to go back to Washington to see my son marry his beautiful wife, but I, I, I think I'm going to stay here. I think there's something, I think there's, there's a reason, Lord, but I'm going to be obedient. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Do you understand? Understand thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that would come up and sit with him. There's people that just need extra guides. 
You got the word of God. You've got the Holy Ghost. My mother is no evangelist, no prophet, no apostle, but she has the word of God. She was going to teach her about the love of God and what repentance was and the proper way to go down in the blood. The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and like a lamb dumb before his shears, so open not he not his mouth. In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away, and who shall declare his generation, for his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh thou, speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him, Jesus. That's all they need. That's all they need. Jesus, take, take these scales off their eyes so that they would see clearly. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe it that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And I can see my grandmother in her frailness, in her last moments of life, just reaching up to my mom as my mother would just dip her down into the water. But before all this, look at what must happen in a person's heart. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. Hold on. Whether you're old or young, I encourage you, if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, tell all everything that's going on in your life to stop and slow down. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I want to be baptized in your blood right now. Went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And they were come up out of the water. The Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. There is no one, there is no place in this earth where you are way too far off. God can extend his hand what, no matter what circumstances in play in the airports or the laws or rules and regulations. But God will send one man, one person. It doesn't matter whether they're old or young, but he can use somebody to reach back two generations. My God could have easily sent, used my grandmother. He could have sent somebody to her and then, we would have had two generations living for God. But God saw it perfectly fit that he would send my mother here to live in 1980. And then bear his son and born in 1982. 2013, get the Holy Ghost. His, he's not limited to time is what I'm trying to get at. Live a couple years just with him and then encourage his mother who is 50-something to get the Holy Ghost, get a word in her, in her spirit, and then travel back to the islands. I remember Bishop saying, maybe you should pray about this. You know, maybe you should go back to your islands and, 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 and minister one of these days. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, so is this, am I gonna, is this a ministry? Am I gonna actually like, go there one day, become a missionary, and maybe I'll get married, and uh, it's going to be tough living. I'm going to live, like, on my mom's island or on the main island, hopefully, because they have electricity and running water. They have a bathroom. I don't know what's going to happen. But this is what I know is to pray. Count on the Lord and trust Him that you will make a way. It wasn't by my doing. 
I did not know the works of the Lord. I didn't even know that my mom was ministering to my grandma. All I said was, I know she's frail, but please just minister to her in any way possible. And in these precious moments, God can do a work. He can unlock a person's heart because I know my family. They are so, they're stubborn sometimes. They don't want to accept this. They might say, it's good for you. Why do you dress the way that you dress? Holiness, what is this? I don't understand, but there is definitely something about you that is different because when you speak, you speak with authority. When you sing, there's an anointing in you. When you give, it's pure worship, not coming from a place where I am comparing, but it's coming from a place of cheerfulness. Lord, I give you my worship. I give you my adoration. God did a work and saw my mother's heart, and he would slowly use her to work on this, this, this old lady so frail. My mom would send me pictures of my grandma, and it would push me to a place where I would say, Lord, in these few moments, I don't know how much longer she has, but touch her. There is nothing impossible. She's at the short end of her life, but please, would you do a work in her right now? And when I got the text, I'm telling you, joy came over me. Mom, you baptized her in the name of Jesus. The Spirit of God would fill her, and Lord, she would be in rest with you right now. There is not one person that is too far off, nor old, nor too young. God would extend his hand. If he can extend his hand to each and every person in my family, from old to young, he can touch your situation right now. Can you pray with me? If you've got a burden, I want you to think of one person in your family that you might be thinking, Lord, I, pre I presented this to you years and years over and over, but I haven't seen no increase. I haven't seen any fruits from it. But Father, I hear a brother just testifying of your goodness. He still holds on to it. I don't want to be slack in concerning your promise, but you are going to bring this very soul that I'm talking about, that I'm thinking about right now. I'm presenting before you that you would call them to repentance, that they would accept you, that they would tell the, this, this royal chariot to stop. Stop, I want to be baptized. What doth hinder me from going into this water? I plead with you right now in the Holy Ghost. Stop where you're going. You've got so much going on in your life right now. The chariot just represents a place of royalty. This man full of authority could have just easily said, well, I've got too much going on, but I've heard a little bit of a word. I've got a little book in my hand. And I'm interested. God influences heart to say, read the book of Esaias. And God would send a man. God would send, it doesn't matter what age you are, brother. Because God can use my 61-year-old mother, not properly trained, but she would read and she would open this book. And that would put a burden in her to go be able to minister. She would hear scriptures over in our church services and God would cover her and she had a burden enough to go evangelize this little tiny island herself. I see fruits of it already. I thank you, Jesus, for letting me see the increase. There is prayer. There comes in. It's a cost. There's prayer. There's, there, there, there comes a place where a time when you have to get close with the Lord.
and you have to intercede with some things. It doesn't come cheap. You can't just say, Lord, it's all yours. You got it. I know. But he searcheth the whole earth for them that fear him. He seeketh them that would fear him and that would pray. He's looking for one man that would intercede, that would stand in between in the gap and that would fill hell and heaven. He would preach a word unto a soul that would accept him, that they would say, look, there's water. There's water, brother, brother Hart. When, you're, when you step on your job, they might just say, hey, I see you always carrying your Bible. Uh, can you actually just go, I mean, wh wh what's your favorite verse? What's your favorite place that you would like to go? We had a conversation last night in Miner's restaurant about if we could, if God, if God asked us, what one part of the Bible, if he could take you back, would you be interested to go see? We ran around the table, and each person came up with these wonderful, wonderful points where they would go. I think uh, Elder Joel said he would like to go to creation. Another person said the garden. Someone said the crucifixion. I think actually four. They just piggybacked off each other. I said the story of Joseph. But I'm telling you, there's something in the power of just reading and discussing the word of God, even in a restaurant. Because the spoken word, as you're speaking out, it does something into the atmosphere. Brother Azario started to talk loudly. <laughs> and I can see heads turn around the tables. I, I don't want to count it, dis, like dismiss it. Because I've been on the other side when I would hear people talk about scriptures in a restaurant before I came to God. And it would mark me. I know all of you have been in that, in, in, in that past life. When I was in the army, we had a chaplain's assistant. And every Sunday he would say, hey, soldiers, gather up. We're going to do a quick Bible study. And I would blow him off. No. No, 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 no. But I would look. I would look because I, it would interest me. I thank God that those interests would develop into something real. The word of God presented even on your job site, even in your classrooms. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of the word of God. Amen? I had a second job at the gym. And I remember... Being at the front desk, I had uh, you know, a lot of downtime. If there's no people coming in to work out, I would just open up my Bible app on my phone, and I remember leaving it down on the desk. My coworker came in, and she says, what is that? I said, oh, it's, it's the book of John. I'm reading the book of John. Wait a minute. And she just gave me her testimony about her kid and how she was her son almost didn't make it as he was being born. But the doctors, the doctors did some miracle where they worked on him to the point where he was able to survive. And she said, you know what, Jeremy? People, even my, uh, my ex-boyfriend, all of these, my, some of my friends, they say, that was the doctors. Why do you give God the glory? That was like, that was science. They went to college for that. And then she turns around and she says, 
Jeremy, that was God that, in, that touched those hands of those doctors that would let my son live. And as she's saying this, I felt the Holy Ghost tell me, this is her window. This is her window. Invite her right now. And I did, and she came to church, and she was so touched. She was this close. She was this close in getting the Holy Ghost. I didn't even know I was going to say this, but I, you know, she's, she went elsewhere. And I want to say this clearly because I feel like somebody in here, remember, God is not slacking concerning his promise, as some men count slackness. But my job as a child of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, is just to share and plant the seed. What God does with it is his business. But I will remain in a posture of prayer for that soul. Her name is Tabitha. I will continue to pray for Tabitha. Because I've seen what God can do to my grandma at 88 years old. I can see what he would do to my mother. I don't know what age, but at my sister's. My wife would see slowly how, she would, how God would impact so many people around us. I just have to be willing to share the word in a moment. The quickening of the Holy Ghost. If I feel a witness, I will share the word without hesitation. Amen. The word of God is already anointed in itself, Sister Schoonover. You know this. All I have to do is just walk in obedience, Lord. I have to stay in communion with him because I have to have a word. As soon as God brings a vessel, if he sees that you're ready, as you too will grow older, God will bring vessels, souls into your lives and along your paths, and you will give a word instantly, and like it will, it will produce life right away, and it will, some will take longer. Some might take decades. Some might take them all the way, de- all the way to the day that they're about to go. Amen. My own grandmother... Being so frail at 88 years old would agree to stop her whole life and stop the chariot and go down in the water, to go down in the baptisms of Jesus. I'm telling you, God is not limited by age. He's not limited by the person that's reaching that older person or younger person. You are fully equipped if you are in, the, in, this, in this church. You've got an elder, you've got a covering, you've got the Holy Ghost, you've got the Word, you've got the Lord that goes before you. He's going to equip you and give you the words. Don't be intimidated by this world, by the reactions of how the soul might uh, say, get that away from me. Because you don't ever know like how God can give the increase. It might be easy, it might be hard. I'm a living witness of what hard looks like. We have a wonderful brother. You'll meet him one day. His name is Brother Nino in Life Church Federal Way on the other side of the mountains. He won me to the Lord. God bless him because he's a man of patience, temperance. Oh, he's got so many fruits in that manner. Because I was pretty stubborn. I would curse him. I would throw things at him when he would try to present the gospel. I would say some horrible things. Lord, I wish I would take that. But it left my mouth. He's a very quiet guy, so he probably won't ever say it to you. 
but I can imagine the joy that he gets to see the works of the fruits today because he has grandchildren and great-grandchildren in the spirit. I'm not talking about physically. Do you understand this? It would take years, lots and lots of years for me to come back to God. But Brother Nino would plant that seed. Doesn't matter how stubborn I was or how, what kind of curse words I would curse at him, I would throw spoons. Forgive me, we were working on a catering company. I would grab whatever and just throw it at him, like, man, stop it. And I would pick up crackers and cookies and throw it at him in the break room, and it would hit his head, and I'd make fun of him in front of uh, all of our coworkers. I was belittling him. And he said, you, bro, you have a legion of spirits in you. And I, at that time, I said, ha, ha. Ha, ha, yeah, Right. But I'm telling you today, I thank that man. I thank that brother for enduring, covering up all that shame. Because it would have been so easy. First thing thrown at him to say, I'm done. I am so done with you. I'm not sharing one more word with you. But instead of doing that, he went back to his prayer closet and prayed for Jeremy. He would go back home and call out to God and lift up my name before the throne. He would find a place of prayer at the altar of Life Church, Kent at the time, Life Church Kent, and leave my name here at the altar before the King of Kings. And today, the Lord has done a work, not in my life only, but just there's fruits after fruits. Brother Nino would not know that we would be, that the fruit would even turn into marriage, start a family of our own. These things have generational blessings. Whether it's the present time, it can even reach back into the older generations. For my mother would come from me witnessing to her, then my grandmother would come from my mother witnessing to her. On her deathbed, on the way out, I hope somebody can understand this, that nobody is too far out. And the Lord wants you to show the love of him, the love of a, of a father that would stand afar off and wait for that prodigal, wait for his son that spent all of his substance on riotous living that would just wait and put his neck on his neck. This is the perfect love of Jesus. And he's calling this church to a place that you need to get this kind of love inside of your spirit today. And the only way that, I, that he could pour this kind of love into you, this, this unconditional love that would reach and that would pierce through shame, that would pierce through hateful words, you would find it at this altar today. Leave it with me. In the name of Jesus, can we stand? Would you stand with me today and would you pray unto our God who can do a mighty work? If he's done it in my family, I know he can do it in yours. He is not slacking concerning his promise. I thank you, Jesus, for these words. I thank you for your encouragement, Father. At no place in my life was I too far off. You reached through the heavens. No not even what state I was in. 
Lord, in my mind, in my emotions, Father, dictated the end results, for I am here before you today with every head bowed and eye closed. I just want to focus on you right now, Jesus. It has to be a work of the Holy Ghost. Lord, minister to every soul in this place. Let your anointing flow freely, Father. Let us not be ashamed of what you have given me. Somebody exercise in the Holy Ghost with me right now. I want to pray for you, brother. I want to pray for you, sister. Those long lost loved ones. God would reach into them right now. There will be a returning of these prodigals. That Ethiopian eunuch was on his way back home, but little did he know that on his way, his positioning was perfect for Philip was there. And I tell you that you are that Philip. You will be in the perfect positioning if you get into a prayer closet and you would reach into this man's life, into that co-worker's life, into your classmate's life, young person. The anointing of God is in this place. We open these altars. I ask that you would come here right now, Jesus, and respond. Let him flow. Let his word flow over your mind. Give you the anointing. Hallelujah. Jesus, we worship you.
I, uh, I feel the Lord wants to do something here that I just want to make room for and allow him to do that. Brother Casa, thank you for ministering to us. I'm going to ask you if you would, Brother Casa, if you would just join me back up here on the platform. If you recall a couple of weeks ago, we had Brother and Sister Chamberlain here. We're not going to do what we did that day, but just to remind you, we, we formed a line here, and, uh, and they prayed, and I, I've said it to many people, um, but what I felt that day was the Lord was imparting 20 plus years of, ap- uh, of exposure to apostolic ministry and prayer, and just in an instant, as they were praying for for us, for you, I felt the Lord was doing that, and the significance of that meant you don't have to wait 20 years to receive all that they had received. It was a supernatural, spiritual impartation. Brother Casa is a totally, completely different individual than Brother Ron or Sister Julie Chamberlain, but he has giftings from God. What I feel I believe the Lord wants to do is impart those giftings to the body here. Now, I I am going to ask certain individuals of you if you will come stand in the front. If if he wants to pray for you individually, that's fine, but I'm going to give him the microphone and let him pray it over this whole congregation. I'm going to ask Brother and Sister Escobar, Brother Vance, 